Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Law Chats with John and Amy. I hope you had a good week. I'm John Yulian. And I'm Amy Pliafko. This week's question is, what is divorce conciliation? Conciliation is generally a, like mediation, which I think more people are familiar with. A lot of the counties in Massachusetts offer a conciliation program through their bar association, in which um, a third party, generally an attorney who has a considerable amount of experience in family law, domestic relations, volunteers his or her time to act as a go-between and try and um, get a matter settled. And how they do that depends um, mostly, I would say, on the conciliator and then what's going on in the case. Some have a call ahead of time with the attorneys to kind of get a lay of the land. Others put everyone in one room and just meet all one one time. Others put um, opposing parties in different rooms. Some only meet with the attorneys. Some go back and forth. Um, generally, the conciliators are flexible to try and figure out what works best for each case. Um, so, John, you want to talk about what um, like our experiences with conciliation have been? Sure. I think our experiences have uniformly been very positive through conciliation. And the way conciliation comes up is oftentimes you'll have a pre-trial hearing coming up in your case. There's at least some issues that are still unresolved in the divorce case. And your alternatives at this point are to have the judge set it down for a trial date. Um, obviously, you can get input from the judge for his or her perspective on the outstanding issues. But um, a nice alternative is to at least try conciliation. So if I uh, use Norfolk County, for example, well, if there's a pretrial and we have um, um, some complicated issues that aren't getting resolved, we might suggest to the other side, would you be willing to go to conciliation? We'd be willing to go to conciliation. And if everybody's on board, the judge can assign it to conciliation to see what happens. And um, if things get resolved, that's great. If they don't, they come back to court and uh, the judge can deal with the matter can then or set it. For a second, we just lost your, your audio. Can you just say that last part again, I think? Um, and if it doesn't get resolved, they come back to court and the judge can set it down for a trial or whatever needs to happen. But in, in Suffolk County, um, just understand we're talking about the same thing, a conciliation type program, but they call it the Judge Abber program, but it's still, um, uh, we're talking about the same type of process. And what's great about conciliation is you're going to have an experienced attorney deal with the case who is going to give you more time on the case than a judge has given you on the case so far. And that's not a knock on the judges. It's just because you've probably been before the judge, maybe for motions, which aren't very long before the judge, maybe some discovery issues. Um, if you've had a pretrial or a status conference, um, but a, a, a conciliator is going to spend hours and hours, you know, between the preparation um, the documents that are provided, and then the actual negotiation with the parties to try to get a resolution. So it really is a great opportunity for cases that are kind of stuck and not getting resolved to 
have an opportunity with an independent third party who is very knowledgeable in divorce cases to try to get these unresolved issues resolved. So we're a big proponent of um, uh, conciliation. I think it's been uh, extremely beneficial. Um, Amy, maybe you could talk about what the time period is to get the conciliation if you request it um, and a little bit more about the process. Yeah, so it depends on each county. Everyone's like a little bit different because, uh, again, they're run um, generally by the bar associations. Also, Suffolk is run by the court. And um, so it's hard to say, but generally, if you ask for conciliation, the goal is within a couple weeks, everyone will have filled out the forms or paid the fee, depending on your county. It's normally $150 per side. Um, and then you'll be assigned a conciliator who then will spend some time to figure out a date that works for everyone. Um, but, but you know, you're not going to get into conciliation then the next week. It's going to take probably a month before you're actually with the conciliator. Um, but again, any of that is quicker than a trial. So if you're at a free trial and, you know, there's nothing, you, you can't get it resolved that day. The judges either are going to get set you up for a review hearing, a status, a further pretrial or a trial, but those dates are all going to be months out in the future. Um, so conciliation is quicker than your other options um, for getting something resolved. Um, I did just want to, John, can you maybe explain why if both parties have an attorney um, and stuff is just, it's not getting resolved, why a conciliation can sometimes help in that situation? Like, why isn't just the two attorneys sometimes enough to push it over? Sure. I think a lot of times um, uh, one or both of the sides need to hear from, for example, a judge or some authoritative figure who has knowledge in divorce law, what's a fair and reasonable result under um, circumstances. And so often, it's not black and white. It's not one side's right, the other side is wrong. There could be some middle ground or some factors that um, cause a different result and maybe both sides are seeking. Um, but at the end of the day, both sides have sort of um, dug in their feet and, and, and really aren't uh, making much progress. So when you have a judge, obviously, giving input, that's very informative. But these conciliators, uh, you know, as I said, are all very experienced attorneys in divorce law, and they come up with um, uh, different uh, factors that maybe weren't being considered, um, a different viewpoint from an independent third party that uh, the parties can respect and utilize to say, okay, maybe we can find a way to get to some middle ground, or maybe someone who really uh, has taken a hard line on something that isn't um, uh, accurate or realistic uh, can take note of that by hearing from an independent third party that, you know, that theory just doesn't seem like that's going to fly. They've dealt with this type of matter many times. So there's um, a lot of variables that go into how a conciliator can be much more effective than just two attorneys um, going back and forth and, and sort of, as I say, getting stuck and not being able to move a matter along. I think one of the ways that conciliators, at least the ones that we've dealt with, um, can be really helpful is they really foster this environment where they want to get your case settled. Like every single conciliation I've been at, 
they repeatedly say over and over again. But if you guys get it worked out today, we can sign a memo. You guys can get divorced at your next hearing. Like really um, making it clear that <clears throat> settlement is possible. Because um, I think sometimes you're in a divorce and if it's stagnating and that's the reason you're going to conciliation, it feels like this is a never ending process and we're not really making any headway. So to hear the person say, well, if you move on this and they move on that, like we can have a deal. Um, it really does like foster an environment. And I think the conciliators, they're creative and they don't all follow the same routine. And I think they're at least like we've had some really great conciliators who are willing to change kind of strategies halfway through, like, okay, I thought everyone being in the same room was going to be the best strategy, but these two cannot be in the same room. So we're going to pull you out. We're going to pull you out. I'm going to go back and forth or, um, you know, and then even like, you know, we've been in ones where it was like, okay, well, we don't have the value for this number. And sometimes when you're negotiating, it's like, okay, my client will go find it and, and we'll pick this up later. But if we're all sitting in the room there, it's like, okay, walk out into the hallway, go call Bank of America, find out the mortgage payoff. Like it's a lot of, um, you're all sitting there. Everyone is in the same room. So it does, I think, foster an environment where it's like, let's get stuff done. I think that's a, a great point, Amy. Uh, you know, uh, the conciliators are looking at it, that if you're there, you're there in good faith to negotiate. And so they're looking for a collaborative effort. Um, I think that uh, I can't be emphasized enough. Uh, uh, one final point, Amy, is nobody is required to um, reach a resolution and conciliation. Conciliation is a voluntary process. But maybe if you had four unresolved issues when you went into conciliation, even if you didn't get them all resolved, if you get three of them resolved and just have one left that's a bit open-ended and come back to court and ask the judge for the input on that. It's a huge improvement, but I don't want anybody to be under the belief that he or she has to resolve a case through conciliation. It's just a great opportunity that I think um, more people should take it advantage of that's offered through the um, uh, the court system and the bar association. So, I mean, I think that's a good point to stop for today. Yeah. Thanks for joining Law Chats with John and Amy. We look forward to chatting with you again next time. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email us at info at yulianlaw.com. Remember that Law Chats with John and Amy is intended as a general reference and considered general advertising, and listeners should check for changes to any applicable laws and consult with an attorney on any legal issue. The information provided does not constitute legal advice, and any thoughts or commentary by the podcasting lawyers is provided as a service of the community and does not constitute solicitation of legal advice. The lawyers in the law firm of Yulian Associates PC make no warranties and disclaim all liabilities for damages resulting from its use. Nothing provided in the podcast should be considered a substitute for advice from counsel. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening or participating in this podcast, and in the event that the podcast receives emails about the subject matter, no attorney-client relationship is created via the email communication.